Welcome to Fat Mascara. Welcome everybody. Everybody. Everyone and everybody. I'm Jen. Everybody. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm Jess. So before we get into our fabulous show with a fabulous guest, we have a little housekeeping. Okay. Actually, it's more than housekeeping. No, it's more of like a great, it's a great announcement. It's a party invitation. It's a party. You guys, we're having an Earth Day after party. I love that. With Davenis, one of our favorite natural brands. They do hair care and skin care and all sorts of goodness. And it's Italian and fabulous. Oh, they I are love very that. Italian. It's Italian in the springtime in New York. So How on, glamorous. Yeah. So on April 23rd. Mm, it's a Tuesday night. It's a Tuesday night in New York City from 6 to 8 on 50 West 23rd Street. By the way, we'll put this all on the website mm-hmm. for you. Yeah, so you don't have to take copious notes. We are going to have a listener party And it's going to be dope. It's going to be on a sick rooftop. I've seen it. It's really glamorous. You, if you are chosen at random, Mm -hmm. well, actually not at random, we're going to have a really You'll fill out a little questionnaire, yeah. but we'll choose a, from yeah. everybody who applies to get a ticket yes. randomly. randomly. 50 people. So that's 50 of you. There's some spots here. You can get a spot. people will be mixing and mingling on this rooftop, getting dry hairstyling with the Davines experts, getting um, to sample some of their skin Skin regimen. Skin yeah. regimen. Some experiential little activities. Also, I love because Davines is all about slow beauty. Yeah. There's also going to be some slow food snacks. Yeah, they work with the Slow Food Foundation, which is... You know, they, they plant seeds for biodiversity to promote that. Mm-hmm. Can I also say there are slow wines? Oh, I love that. So we're going to drink. We're going to eat. We're going to talk beauty. Jess and I will do a little spiel. You'll get to meet us. You'll get to meet other Fat Mascara fans and listeners. That's one of the best parts about these parties. We even met Intern Tiff at our la- at one of our listener we parties did. in the past. We picked up Intern Tiff. So maybe you'll <laughs> be our next intern. Who knows? So Sketchy. If you, <laughs> if you guys want to score an invitation, we have 50 to give out. Go to fatmascara.com backslash Davinus. That's D-A-V. Thank you, Jess. D-A-V is in Victor. I-N is in November. E-S is in Sam. I love that. You should you should be in the military. Jeez. <laughs> um, fill out the little questionnaire. Give us your info. Then we'll get back to you by, I believe, April 16th or 17th to let you know if you did indeed score a ticket. If you didn't. No worries. We'll be doing more parties throughout the year, right? And we may even have a little surprise for you guys. I almost said that. Even if you don't get a ticket, there's another surprise, but we'll talk about that later. Yeah. Okay. Hope to see you there. Okay. So let's let's get back to the normal order of things. Let's do that. I'm so, so like jittery now because I'm so excited about the party. I'm really excited What are you going to wear? Oh, okay. 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 I don't know. Something green maybe in honor of Earth Day? Oh, I like that. Yes. Yeah. All right. This episode, we are going to talk about glass makeup. Remember glass skin? Mm-hmm. Well, now there's glass makeup. Then, Jess, I cannot wait to hear about mewing. Mewing. I don't even know what that is, but Jess is going to inform me. And last, wands for wildlife. Really good cause. We'll, we'll tell you all about it. And then our guest. Oh, you want to do a drum roll, don't I, you? I did, but I, I've been told I make too much noise in the studio. I, who told her that? Not me. <laughs> I believe our producer, Enyo. So, <laughs> um, so our guest is the incredible, the iconic, the rock and roll legend that is Sally Hirschberger. Sally Hirschberger. I can't believe it. I wish I was alive in the early 80s to party with you. You were alive in the early 80s. I wish I was old enough to party with you in the early 80s. <laughs> I wish I could have raged with Sally. Right? And, right? Oh, You're going to love this interview. Sally, I love you. 
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Jess, you know how facialists and derms are always telling us that the skin on our body deserves the same attention as the skin on our face? Well, Sol de Janeiro is giving me the inspiration to actually follow that advice for once. The Sol de Janeiro Beige Flor Elastic Cream is basically clinically proven skincare and body cream that smells amazing. The fact that the Beige Flor Elastic Cream smells so good and it's really effective makes it perfect two-in-one for me. Totally. The scent would be enough to keep me going, but the Sol de Janeiro Beige Flor Elastic Cream is also packed with some seriously effective skincare ingredients. There's whole press cacay oil. I've also been using the cream on my neck and chest, which is an area that could use some love. But to be honest, I wasn't really inspired to treat it before. However, since I've been using this, I've noticed a big difference. Plus, get this, Sol de Janeiro also did a third-party study of the Beige Flor Elastic Cream and found it improved the appearance of crepiness on consumers' chest skin in just two weeks. It's the smell for me, though, Jen. You can layer the Elastic Cream with Sol de Janeiro's Cherosa 68 Perfume Mist. You know the scent. It smells so good. It's got pink dragon fruit, lychee essence, vanilla, sun musk, mm -mm -mm, sheer. You can spray it whenever you want, wherever you want, on your hair, your clothing, your body. There's no rules. And we have some great news. Sol de Janeiro is offering you 10% off your first order on soldejanero.com and free shipping with the code MASCARA10. That's S-O-L-D-E-J-A-N-E-I-R-O, soldejanero.com and use the code MASCARA10 for 10% off. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things that you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff. With real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue checkmark that says Authenticity Guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. All right. Remember glass skin was a thing. I'm sure it came out of Korea. I believe that's where it started. It's basically the super moisturized, dewy skin that's so plump and reflective it could be glass. We correct? kind of like broke glass skin, I think. That's right. You heard about it here first. I feel like we were one of the first people to we, talk about it. I mean, maybe one of the first. One, but one we definitely, of. Okay. Maybe we'll <laughs> break glass makeup because I actually haven't heard about this a lot, but I noticed two products launching and I said, Oh, it's a trend. It's happening. So um, Kevin Aquan is coming out with a glass highlighter, which is basically like a clear gloss for your skin. Um, and then the other one that is already out, actually, I double-checked, Beauty Blenders. Mm. is called Shine Lighter. This all comes like hot on the heels of what we were talking about the other day 
it's so funny how certain products just like, keep on like popping up in different episodes. It's not that like there's nothing new. It's that that they're it's that they're important. It's like the Chanel multi-abuse, the, the bomb stick. Oh, it's yeah. It's like the Ciate Dewey sticks from like two years ago. But you know what? I feel like they wouldn't give it one of these Instagrammy names like Glasskin at Chanel. Right. So they had to make it like Le Bomb. But but it's 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 the need. It's the want for like a highlighter that lacks sparkle. It's like you are just made of glass or a reflective yeah. face so reflective being. we tried on these at work me and the girls that i work with and taylor was her one comment was you know how when you lip gloss when you wear lip gloss and your hair gets stuck yeah. in it these are actually even more um t- like not tacky but they're mm. more glossy than the chanel bomb for example so we oh. were worried that your hair might blow and get stuck to it but it doesn't really it's not as tacky as like remember like mac lip glass back in the day mm-hmm. you're getting that kind of shine but without that much tackiness it's much sheerer. Um, and it does last, but not as long as, say, a shimmer powder. If you, you know, you're not going to get that longevity. I don't know if at my age I want that kind of like drama in the office. Like maybe like at night or something like a special event, but this is a lot of drama if it's really that like lip glass effect. It is, effect. but to me, it gives less drama still than a shimmery highlighting powder or strobing powder. Because I don't know if it's because I have some dryness and like small lines. Mm-hmm. This co- sort of sits on top and I feel like I'm plumper and dewier where the shimmer powders okay. like make make my small lines look more – they look bigger. I hear what you're saying. Like, like it's sort of like resting on top of the skin instead of like falling into the crevices. It's floating like a bubble. It's floating like a bubble. Okay. Bubble skin. It's next. Yeah, that's disgusting. <laughs> anyway, these products are out. I bet you, I bet you we're going to see even more of these mm-hmm. soon. Clear highlighters for your your skin, your cheeks. Yeah. Um, so watch this space. Okay, glass makeup. Wow. Just when I thought I heard it all. What happened? <laughs> My friend texted me the other day, and she is a, be- a beauty aficionado. She also listens to this podcast, and she makes sure, I really appreciate her, because she makes sure that I'm up to speed on all the latest beauty news. So sometimes she'll like throw me like, have you heard of this? Did you see this? You know, blah, 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 that kind of thing. And I love hearing, you know, her take on things, but she really threw me a curveball the other day. What did you hear I thought about? it was a typo. She wrote, have you heard of mewing? M-E-W-I-N-G. And I thought this was like, was she writing me about my cat? Or like, <laughs> I didn't know, was this like an animal charity solicitation? What is What's, uh, mewing? And then she said it was like something with your jawline. And I think there was something with like Reddit or, and then she was like, oh, never mind. Oh, so no, I'm no, like, no. I'm like, Our no, interest you, is peaked. Yeah, you don't drop mewing and then like, <laughs> you know. So I Google mewing. What's mewing? Mewing is this thing that if you Google it, guys, I really think you need to Google it to understand. And okay. I, it's this thing about tongue posture. I still don't understand where the connection between mewing, like the sound like of a cat and this thing and like what I'm talking about. What no, are you talking? What is it? You put your tongue you put in your a posture? Tongue okay. On the top, on like the roof of your mouth. Basically, the idea is that you, we are not holding our tongues properly. Wait, is this going to give me a beauty benefit? Yes. Oh, okay. Go on. If you, yeah, sorry. Huh, bearing lead. <laughs> if you hold your tongue properly. All my, the times? Yeah. Okay. All the times. You will have a more sculpted jawline. Wait, what? So if I my tongue muscles in a certain position, my jaw looks tighter? Yes. 
What so, is this position? I'm going to do it for you right now. And you are going to talk like this while you do it. Well, no, you kind of have okay, to. Okay, go ahead. Because, what is it? Okay, ready? Mm-hmm. I am. I'm following the steps. I'm going to talk while I do it. Ready? You put the tip of your tongue directly on the point between your two front teeth. Maybe I do it and you tell me. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That makes better. more sense. <laughs> yeah. This is, uh, okay, I'm doing it. Okay. Keep the tip of your tongue pressed to the roof of your mouth. Uh-huh. And slowly follow, like basically drag it back uh-huh. um, so it's to the middle of the roof of your mouth. I'm getting it. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, see, so you look hot already. Okay. Do I? Yeah, you look better. Okay. Okay. As you move further along the middle of your mouth, the roof of your mouth, you will notice a ridge along the middle. And it gives like the medical name. I feel it. We will call this the mid-palate ridge. Uh-huh. Oh, God, there's a lot of directions. So far, you will notice that the roof of your mouth is hard. Mm -hmm. Continue to bring the tip of your tongue further back in your mouth until you abruptly reach a soft and fleshy Mm -hmm, area, mm -hmm. the soft palate. Gross. Okay, last thing. With the tip of your tongue, now explore your mouth in the area where the teeth meet your gums. Mm -hmm. Okay. You now know as much as the geography of your mouth as is necessary to begin correcting your tongue posture. Okay. Jen, now that you've explored the geography of your tongue, I've watched many, many YouTube videos on this. They use a lot of medical terms. I'm just going to tell you where I think your tongue should be. Mm-hmm. It should be kind of pressed up against the roof of your mouth, mm-hmm. and your, the tip of your tongue should just be like chilling behind your front teeth. So it's not the tip that's pressed up on the roof. It's the, like, it's like the right whole, behind the tip. Yeah, and then my tip of my tongue just gets to like, ch- like okay. yeah, yeah. How's my jaw look? I think you look okay. But no, what about close, your, close your mouth. Close your mouth. Oh, you look good. I look different. Yeah, it, it actually hurt a little bit in my back of jaw, the yeah, back you know of my why? jaw, right under my ears, you know almost. Why, why? Why? Because you're not you engaging those muscles. I must never use those muscles. The idea, and I watched this mewing expert who was like basically like a Doctor like, Mew. He was like no, just like a tween, like idiot, <laughs> like in his bedroom. Okay. He was saying that he doesn't need jawline help at that but age. They all, they, they, everyone wants. Okay, it. what are they saying? Is that we are conditioned? We're basically like walking around, like just like how we have hunchbacks. Yes, and yes. We're walking around like very slobola. We are slobby bobby in the neckline, engaging the muscles yeah, in our jawline. Not, exactly. So we could be more sculpted if we were only to press our tongue upwards and let it sit right behind our two front teeth. Yeah. What about you, when we're talking and stuff? This is just sort of like when we're in a relaxed Well, phase. think about like, have you ever been like in a meeting or thinking about like if somebody was watching you, like let's say somebody you had a crush on or oh, in a meeting yeah, yeah. where you're supposed to look smart and engaged. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like that That's phase. when we should mew. You should be mewing when you need to look like like as if you were getting oh, your painting what? like over there? Yes. Oh hey. Yeah. Just just don't mind me mewing over here. Put the put your tongue. All right, we got it. Okay. So anyway, this I don't think that this is something we're actually going to adopt. I don't think we should be all be walking around doing this because I'm you're gonna tr- end up tripping. Uh <laughs> But some people can handle these two things at once, no, walking and mewing. No, no, this is very, this is like, this is like building a mousetrap. But it does help you realize where those muscles are. Maybe you're, it's, same way you got to like drop your shoulders. Everybody take a deep that's breath. That's what I mean. Like there's so many things drop that we're just Drop your shoulders and mew right of. now, everyone. And just Google mewing because if anything, you're going to say, who has the time to make these <laughs> videos? Because I was entertained for like 18 minutes. 
And shout out to my friend for introducing me to mewing. Okay, this is a lot simpler to understand <laughs> than mewing. Yeah, this okay. is um, this is another, this is another uh, hot tip. Hot tip. Okay, um, have you guys heard of wands for wildlife? I have. A lot of y'all have been tagging me in wands for wildlife. This is a great organization. You know that um, I love I love little critters. I can't get enough of little critters. Um, but beauty and wildlife have collided here. It's this organization which is, you know, it's it's not a, it doesn't seem like a huge this isn't like WWF or anything or a PETA. It is Wants for Wildlife is based in Skyland, North Carolina, and what they do is they will use your old mascara wands to remove things like fly eggs and larvae and other kinds of, you know, cockamamie Nasties. gross stuff from the fur of wild animals that they rescue. I think also with for like oil spills and things like that. I was thinking about this when I looked at it. A mascara wand, a clean mascara wand, and we'll put a link on our mm-hmm. blog and our website so you can see where to send your clean used mascara wands. There's nothing like it with those little tiny little grabbers that are it's gentle. It's really amazing, still. right? Like, think about it. I like I can't picture. You can't go buy empty mascara wands unless you know. Unless and you also, go to Ricky's. Why maybe. then? Then you have the other carbon imprint of buying something brand new, and all these used ones, people that are just thrown out, could go and save the little otters. I think this is it's it's just so unique and fascinating. I do wonder. It seems like the world is sending them their wands just from how many people just DM me and it's, I it's know. just me. I was sort of like, I'd like Do people they have to have too many, you know? I'd like people to save up to like a couple months worth of wands. Like if you're just like shipping down one wand a month, like the carbon footprint on that, yeah. I don't know. But at the end of the year, you tried a bunch of mascaras. Maybe there were some you didn't like or yeah. dried out. Rinse them off, clean them off, send them to the critters. I love that. Um, and Wands for Wildlife, if you listen, if you hear this, let us know if there's anything else you need or other animal charities. I'd be curious to know. I if got some cushion compacts. You need the cushions? <laughs> we got yeah. an old beauty blender. What can you do with it? There's so, I, I'm so excited about, you know, I feel like we're in a funny moment right now where there's Jen and you and I talk about this all the time. We talk about it like offline um, to beauty brands. There's so much waste happening right now in the industry because of crazy mailing. Yeah, how else and- can we reuse our our waste. Yes, but now, but the beauty industry at the same time is trying to be like, we also want to fix it. So let us know how we can help, you know, repurpose use, and our, use our beauty powers for good. Oh my God, beauty powers for good. Love it. Raise a wand, raise a big one. I don't know if the invitations have started coming in for you, but we're about to enter what I like to call what kind of underpinnings should I wear to your wedding season? That's right. We probably all have some cute new dresses for weddings and events coming up this spring. And I'll tell you what needs to go under them, honey love. I am not about to squeeze my way through another person's wedding in uncomfortable shapewear that rolls up. I got the honey love superpower short. Full disclosure, I also wore it on New Year's Eve because I had on sequins and I wanted everything to lay smooth. And that's what honey love does. The superpower shorts have targeted compression technology that distinguishes between areas where you want more support and areas where you need less compression. Their signature X targets and sculpts without squeezing your curves, and you won't have to worry about the waist rolling down thanks to flexible boning that's hidden in the side seams. The Honey Love Super Power Short also gives your butt a nice lift. The shorts have these built-in boost bands that give everything a subtle, comfortable, let's just say boost. We're not talking unbelievable plastic surgery levels of butt lifting. 
touching, just a little zhuzh. And as you know, Honey Love has more than just sculpt wear. They have incredibly comfortable bras. How many times have Jess and I talked about the bras? They also have tanks, leggings, everything you need for everyday support. Treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market and save 20% off at honeylove.com slash mascara. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com slash mascara. After you purchase, they're going to ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them that we sent you honeylove.com slash mascara. Move with confidence. Thanks to Honeylove. Jess, you know how facialists and derms are always telling us that the skin on our body deserves the same attention as the skin on our face? Well, Sol de Janeiro is giving me the inspiration to actually follow that advice for once. The Sol de Janeiro Beige Flor Elastic Cream is basically clinically proven skincare and body cream that smells amazing. The fact that the Beige Flor Elastic Cream smells so good and it's really effective makes it perfect two-in-one for me. Totally. The scent would be enough to keep me going, but the Sol de Janeiro Beige Flor Elastic Cream is also packed with some seriously effective skincare ingredients. There's whole press cacay oil. I've also been using the cream on my neck and chest, which is an area that could use some love. But to be honest, I wasn't really inspired to treat it before. However, since I've been using this, I've noticed a big difference. Plus, get this, Sol de Janeiro also did a third-party study of the Beige Flor Elastic Cream and found it improved the appearance of crepiness on consumers' chest skin in just two weeks. It's the smell for me, though, Jen. You can layer the Elastic Cream with Sol de Janeiro's Cherosa 68 Perfume Mist. You know the scent. It smells so good. It's got pink dragon fruit, lychee essence, vanilla, sun musk, mm -mm -mm, sheer. You can spray it whenever you want, wherever you want, on your hair, your clothing, your body. There's no rules. And we have some great news. Sol de Janeiro is offering you 10% off your first order on soldejanero.com and free shipping with the code mascara10. That's S-O-L-D-E-J-A-N-E-I-R-O, soldejanero.com and use the code mascara10 for 10% off. Guys, I have to admit it, I like a little bit of luxury, but I don't want to just buy one luxurious item. I want to buy several things. And that's where Quince comes in. Quince is here to transform the way you shop with a range of high quality items priced within reach so I can buy a couple of things. Yeah, you don't like a little bit of luxury. You like a lot of bit of luxury. Okay, it is a lot. I guess you're right, you're right. Load up your cart though. At Quince, it's totally fine. They have 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters for $50, organic cotton sweaters, washable silk. They partner direct with top factories, so they cut out the cost of the middleman and pass the savings along to you and us. And me, for example, I mean, how many things have I bought from Quince? My latest acquisition is the European linen sheet set. I wanted to jump on that whole linen sheet trend. I want to just feel like Cleopatra. And they have so many great colors. It's breathable, feels luxurious, but doesn't cost luxury prices. Indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash fatmascara for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's quince.com slash fatmascara to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash fatmascara. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash fatmascara. So we've interviewed a lot of stylists on this show, stylists who've carved out incredible careers, but there are very few, if any, who created a singular iconic cut. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The shag, maybe you've heard of it. 
<laughs> the person we're with today has worked with every celebrity, you know, like really. She has a product line as well as New York salons, uptown, downtown, and a brand new one that's just opened in Sparkly Hudson Yards last week. I was there. Welcome, Sally Hirschberger. Hello. It's freaking Sally Hirschberger. How cool. My and intro could have gone a, on a lot longer. So, like, consider you, yourself lucky. Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, I'm happy to do this. You guys are a blast already. Oh, thank you. guys you. should have heard us before. Oh, that was, like, <laughs> that was very, like, beauty uncensored. Juicy, juicy. Oh, we'll get into all it. All the guys. worry. Can't get into all of it. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. We have a lot of questions. This one's kind of, like, big and open-ended, but mm-hmm. I have to ask you. We don't ask everyone this because we'll be here forever. Yeah. But I feel like you have a very interesting story. How did you get into hairstyling? Um, well, actually, I didn't even want to be a hairdresser, and I'll make this long story shorter. That's um, crazy. Yeah, I didn't because, um, you know, I came from a family where people were doctors or lawyers. It's just, you know. But I was also 16 in L.A. My father lived in Kansas, and he was an oil man. My mom was... Um, you know, kind of living the life that she couldn't live there. So I grew up in a wild house. She was living the life in L.A.? Yeah. Like, you know, she was young. She was in her 30s. And my brothers, I had two older brothers, and they were best friends with, like, the Pretenders. And Joan Jett was my first girlfriend. And, you know. It was your first girlfriend. Yeah. And I was 16. I also had boyfriends. Yeah. So I started, I was, like, popular with the guys in school. Uh And I was a surfer girl. But then I had this other life going to the club, sneaking out at night with Joan and all those, you know, so on brand. Long story short, I just thought I would inherit my trust fund and I never would work again. So it was all happening in L.A. in the 70s, um, going to these nightclubs. And you would just be like, oh, hey, I heard Elton John's having a party. You going? We weren't invited. We just went. And we were young, cute kids. And we went to, oh, Cher's having a party tomorrow night. So before I knew it, you know, this was like kind of our life, rock stars and this whatever. This is so fabulous. I'm seeing the movie in my head right now. I've got a soundtrack. God, this is so cool. Yeah, well, <laughs> I want to call it the Sugar Shack because there was a club, the Sugar Shack, that we all would go to. David Bowie. I mean, everybody who was kind of coming out in their sexuality, but mm-hmm. it was very bisexual. Were you very, like, nonplussed by all this as a teen because you were just kind of like jaded rich kid? Or were you like, no, this is fucking awesome? <sighs> Well, um, it just was normal. So, you know, like Joan would be like, hey, let's go to the Whiskey A Go Go. The Ramones are there. <laughs> and Joan had just gotten back from uh, Be With the Sex Pistols. So she was very iconic wearing all her leather and safety pins. And my mom was like, who is this girl you're hanging out with? First, you know, Actually, I was first with the drummer, Sandy West, of The Runaways for a minute. And then I met Joan. Then we all went home after Rodney Bingenheimer, and you don't want to know that that part. But anyway, so like having shag hair, I was very obsessed with hair. Yeah. Did Joan have that haircut then? The like that yeah, you think of Joan's sh- yeah. haircut? Okay. And um, so were you inspired by her to do your hair like that, or did she steal your? I look? did it before her, but I, she probably had it too. We all had like shags. I think Paul McGregor gave me my first haircut. Very famous hairdresser, but I remember vividly how they blew it out. It was horrible. <laughs> like, I never liked that feeling when you leave a hair salon and you look like you did. Yeah. Like, I just want to look cooler than that. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yes. just naturally happened that way. I didn't work at it. So, long story short, um, oil started crashing in the 80s. And then I was with Sandra Bernhardt. 
And she was like, honey, God bless the child who has his own. And I remember vividly being with her, and I had a crush on Matt Dillon. You know, uh, I loved like a pretty boy. Yeah, who doesn't? I still do. Mm-hmm. So he hit on her, and I'm like, I'm, I was nothing. And so she was so famous at that time. Yeah. She just finished the movie with Robert De Niro. Are you going to pick up all these names you're dropping when you head out the studio, I Sally? I, I love it. One so time, cool. I, one like, time most, but I don't look at it like that. But one These time were your people. I was teaching a show on— Keep going. Um, a stage. Mm-hmm. And they said, <laughs> the woman— the king of me. comedy. King of comedy, right. The king right. of comedy. So I met Sandra Bernhardt. came in 1983. Okay. Yeah. And, you know, I wasn't really in, into it. So long story short. Anyway, that's another story. We'll go over to Warren Beatty's. And Sean and Madonna were just getting together. Okay. And I watched Sandra command the room. And I'm like, Is that when she became friends with Madonna? That's a separate story. Yes. That's not happening on this one. Uh- we need a two-parter interview. Yeah, that's a we whole a two- other okay. thing. <laughs> this is the that hair. gone another direction. I'm just leaving it at that. But that's another story. Okay. After we're done. But anyway, long story short, my friend goes, you should go to that beauty school over there and do hair. Because my mom's like, honey, you gotta, you can't hang out and go out at clubs. you got to go back to school. FYI, Sally's mm. taking off her jacket. She's just getting warmed up. <laughs> okay. I know I'm getting hot in here. It's really hot. No, it feels good. Okay. So long story short, I go to beauty school. I went to three because I kept getting kicked out because I was partying all the time, going out at night. And I I went to I went to take my test, and mine was all about electricity because you know to be a hairdresser, cosmetology school, you have to know how to do a manicure or pedicure. But they gave me the one all on the science part. So I go back to my friend. I go, I definitely. Pe- failed, but I passed. I couldn't believe it. I mean, they were asking me about electrical currents. I never studied. So then, long story short, I worked with this famous hairdresser, Arthur Johns. He was doing Olivia Newton-John, let's get physical, Mm -hmm. you know, and all that. And I was an assistant, Karen Carpenter. I'm shampooing her hair, uh, Gigi Gabor, all of them. Mm -hmm. Everybody was in there. And then when I decided to go on my own, he told me, Oh, I wanted to work at this famous hair salon. It was called Armando's. And only eight hairdressers worked there. And it was the chicest. It was a little house off of Melrose. And he goes, you can't work there because they all were famous. Every single seven of them were famous. And I'm like this kid. I go, fuck him. I'm going in there. I drive up in my little Jeep. And I was like 18. And they go, oh, let's see you do a haircut. You know, they were all so jaded. I did a haircut. Anyway, they hired me. Yeah. And then Armando had been Olivia Newton-John's makeup artist, and then he became her hairdresser. He couldn't go on tour with her. So he said, take Sally. So I go on tour with her. I'm now 19 on her private jet. I'm like, this is cute. I just, you know, she had the short hair, uh-huh. the headband. Mm-hmm. And I met her Brits on that shoot. You know, he was yeah. on the tour shooting her. And her Brits was the most famous photographer sure. pretty much at that time. And he lived in L.A. And so he hired me to start doing covers. And Michelle Pfeiffer was like the first big cover. Right. And she is a very good friend of mine. But I did her. I became her hairdresser for like 20 years. But she and I were like banging heads, you know, because she's very picky about her hair. She's more picky than I am about hair. She really knows hair. She must be pretty picky. Yeah, <laughs> you you mentioned that. Well, first of all, I just want to back up for a second because you said oil fell. So I just want to close the loop on that. Like, so 
what was the implication of oil falling? Was it like well, you got to go get a paycheck? Was that like oh some urgency that to work? Okay, so my dad lost everything. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, no, it, it made him a better person. Um, and then okay, so you got but he was fancy. I mean, we had the biggest. He built the biggest house in the United States for multiple years. It wasn't, you know, wow. I, it was a big life. Okay, he bought the first Learjet ever built. Wow. You know, I had this other life yeah. that I was very private about. Yeah, like I'd have my mom drop me off at school a block away because I didn't. She had eight fancy cars, not one. She had a Porsche, wow. a Jag, a Cadillac. You know, she had the whole shebang. So I didn't want, and I demanded to go to public schools. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to be. You know, I wasn't into that. I wanted to know the people that, mm-hmm. you know, are in the hood, so yeah. to speak. Yeah. So, um, okay, so then you, you're you palling around with Michelle Pfeiffer. You get this exposure to her Brits. I remember you said to me mm-hmm. something that, like, one of the biggest things that shaped your career was that simply you were in L.A. at this time. Yeah. What you was just fascinating about L.A. is that um, her Brits was pretty much Condé Nast. And then Matthew Ralston was shooting all Harper's Bazaar covers. And interview, and Herb had interview as well. Actually, the first cover I did with Michelle Pfeiffer was interview cover. I have pictures of it. She was amazing. And, um, I mean, we were both smoking then. You know, it was a (laughs) different time. And um, I would do She's very healthy now. Huh? She's very healthy now. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Very. I mean, we all try to be now, I guess. I did have some white wine, red wine last night, which wrecks you. But anyway, <laughs> so I would shoot Harper's Bazaar in the morning, and then Herb liked the afternoon light. So I would go and do multiple shoots. And they were shooting every single actress and model, like Tatiana, Cindy Crawford, Christy Turlington. Like, I did all their hair. You know, we were all friends. We all started together. I remember Cindy had short hair when I first met her. Very short. Wow. Just from Chicago. Like, (laughs) we all started our careers together. That Naomi, you know, we all kind of. So long story short, um, it just kept happening for me. And then I finally gave it up and I became a photographer. Vogue gave me my first job. Then I shot a movie poster with Julia Roberts and Nick Nolte, and they loved the hair because I couldn't keep my hands out of the hair. <laughs> so they pulled me on that movie. To do hair? Yeah, I Love Trouble, I think it was, mm-hmm. with Nancy Myers, and it took six months to shoot. I bought a house. Like, do you know what I mean? I'm like, okay, I'm going to do hair, now I'm just going to get it into it. It chose the- you. It chose you. I'm yeah, sorry. I like, I can't... I can't get away from it. <laughs> so long story short, I, I got into hair products from that. I thought, at least I'm going to turn it into a business. And then I started, I opened my first salon on Melrose Place when nobody was there. It was skeletons. And by the time I let it go with John Frieda, um, that street became more expensive real estate than Rodeo Drive. What made you open a salon? Like, why did you think, I'm doing all this editorial work, I'm, I'm, you know, I have work already. Why do you want to have a space for it? You know, I because I started in a salon, I like, I like being with other hairdressers, and I like that you're not being told what to do. I mean, oh, you're, you're not on set with the photographer you know, being the like, photographer, move it this the way. photographer, the editor. I mean, it's very intense, as you both know. Oh, yeah, you have intense. everybody like— Sally, didn't you have your own fan person? Like, I know the hair person always has to move the fan or the paper cardboard <laughs> to make the wind. I feel like you would have your person that did that well, for you. Well, I'll tell you, and we were talking about the other day, I didn't have an assistant in those days. What? No, I, I didn't have an assistant. My first assistant was Chris McMillan. 
So that was like early 90s, and late 80s? Yeah. I, you would not. I mean, you could never bring an assistant. What? So you're Ever. the person that was on their knees with the weird fan machine trying uh, to make it all honey, happen. Herberts would push me in the water constantly. Like, Get in, in the water. <laughs> go fix it. Because he would shoot. Oh, the, he loves right, a lot of his iconic photos I in the water. I forgot that Chris was your assistant. And then he, because I was thinking when I was writing my little intro, I was like, no one else has created like an iconic cut. And I was like, maybe like Vidal Sassoon. I was like, Sally. And then I thought, Chris McMillan's the only other one. Yeah. Your but, guy. With yeah. Jennifer yeah. and with Jennifer. Yeah, what we kind haven't of had cut Chris is that. What do you show? call that cut? The, the Jennifer. The, Jennifer the, uh, the Rachel. The Rachel. The Let's Rachel. talk about your cut, though, because you just mentioned it briefly. I'm sorry, we're just calling it your cut. What? How would you describe it for people? You know, we're audio only. What is that iconic shag kind of haircut? What's okay, that about? Well, it, it goes back to it became very famous on Meg Ryan, but prior to her, you know, I had cut Julia Roberts. I was her hairdresser for years, too. And she was like, hey, Sally, you know, when we had voicemails, the box, (laughs) this Julia, can you cut my hair tomorrow at Lucien's house? I'm like, Julia. And I realized it was Julia Roberts. And I go over there. She she was so famous for that hair. Mm -hmm. She goes, just cut it off. There was no mirror, nothing. I cut off her hair and the press are going crazy. Around what time in her career was this? I remember her short hair. It's like the 80s, I think. Like right after Pretty Women when like she was really, you know, she had the hair. Yeah, it was was this big, like gorgeous. Yeah. Steel magnolia, you know, hair. Yeah. And I didn't, I was like, why are they calling me? I mean, I cut hair. People cut their hair off. What's the big deal? Like I so was not like thinking, oh, this is going to be amazing for my Mm -hmm. career. I never, ever did anything with that pretense you know mm-hmm, what I mean? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I didn't think, I'm going to do this because then I'm going to be famous. Or I'm going to do that. You know, I was so in hair because I love it. Like, it makes or breaks you, I think. Mm-hmm. I know for me personally, if I have a bad haircut, it's the oh, worst. God. It's yeah. your best accessory. And you make, and you make that mistake like once, maybe twice. Yeah. Um, did you feel after you did the Meg Ryan haircut, which... It's kind of like for people who, if there's anyone who's not quite sure what we're talking about, it's kind of like the French kiss era, right? Absolutely. Okay. So when we did that, um, you know, it's really about the script. Meg loves messy hair, mm-hmm. and I do too. And there's a period through the movie where she doesn't wash her hair. So we were like chopping into it. I was coloring her hair then <laughs> and just, you know, doing every – you know what I mean? It was yeah, very so hands-on. Cool. But I – I think if you ever asked any, what I'm really known for before Meg was texture, because we would be on the beach shooting with her Brits, and if you look at old pictures, like the five girls that are naked all huddled, the mm-hmm. hair's just that's all the texture. other iconic. Yeah, photo. I have a lot of iconic. Yeah, I'm saying the other one, like there's two. That's another yeah. iconic yeah. photo. Yeah, there's a lot, but. You know, I was really known for texture. Mm-hmm. So I would just grab things and put sand in the hair and oil. And, you know, I'm very much like in the moment of what's going to make that hair look amazing in the moment. So to this day, Annie Leibovitz will hire me just to be on set. Same with Stephen Mizell. And just let just do the girls. One time Stephen shot 50 of the top models from like every age, mm-hmm. you know. And it was just like taking the hair and just kind of zhuzhing it, just tweaking it, not prepping it, and doing it on set. So I'm known for giving a gesture right. on set that mm-hmm. gives that just mm. – it just makes the I'd picture. I'd say je ne sais quoi, but it's 
but that's too French. We need more like an L.A. rock and roll version of je ne sais quoi, whatever that is. It's that oomph. It's, it's, it's an oomph. oomph. It's like it's just an like oomph. it's an effortlessness <laughs> it's an that just kind of just changes everything. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. You should see Jessica doing her hair. Right oh, now. She's, I'm just she's like, getting like, into it. I just wrecked I'm mine. Like, oh, I'm looking at off. Sally <laughs> touching my hair, like looking for some <laughs> approval, like like this. Yeah. Right? Like it's just, you know, you just take that and you just kind of fling it over the eye. And it's Our producer's like, looking at me like, what the F? It's just like a, it's like a, I know you should see what's happening in here. But it's those moments that make the picture. And Herbert's really taught me that. I also was working with Helmut Newton, who lived in California for the three months. So I Polly Mellon discovered me at Vogue through her Brits, and then she got Carlene Surf on me, and then, you know, um, Tawny Goodman. So there was that. And then where I got really blessed, again, my career was not premeditated, is that I moved to New York because there's an ashram I really like, and I, and I just started being more and more this on the This is getting East very Coast. fashion. Yeah, there's an ashram you really like. Well, I've been going since 1989. Okay, so okay. it's called Siddha Yoga. Oh, okay. It's a medita- <laughs> it's, it's it's a meditation place. Like a lot of, like Lori Goldstein and I started there, but it's it's under you know I don't talk about it, but I liked being there. Okay, keeping me centered, and then I thought, well, I'm gonna I want to move more into fashion in New York, and everyone's like, ugh, that's. That's going to be really Versus hard. Versus celebrity, you mean? Yeah, because okay. they did. So I got really lucky. They started putting the celebrities on Vogue covers. And then I got in with Stephen Mizell in New York. And then once again, it all took off again. And every magazine started doing that. You were in the right place at the right time. I was right at the time. right, yeah. I mean, you couldn't have planned that any better. And then um, I met John Frieda and did product lines. I did, you know, the Sheer Blonde with him. I worked with him. I was the... PR creator for 10 years, and then he sold his company. You put air quotes around PR creator. Does that mean somebody else created it, but then you tell people how to use it, or you actually like worked on the formulas? I worked on the formulas. Okay. So yeah. you're the creator. So you can't, for me, I, I can't fake it. Right. I don't have that kind of personality. So what's our, what are some of the products that, you know, are some of your greatest hits, so to speak, from, you know, that you've worked on, whether John Frieda or your, you know, I'm sure you've been consulted for for other lines. I have. Um, you've well, after for John Frieda, you know, I, ha- I was had an exclusive. Um, I did a few things, but I really, I really always, they were getting ready to do a product for me, John Frieda, and then they sold. So I then took a year developing my first line. I actually went into mass, which is so not me, okay. even though John was this in This is where mass. I get to ask my question. Okay. Are you ready? Yeah. Sally Hirschberger, what happened to this product? Mm. Dun, dun, dun. I've talked about it on the podcast. This is Glam Wave Style Shaper. It was a foam. Yeah. It was at Walgreens exclusively, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Sally, do you know how much I spent for this on Amazon last year? How much? Uh, I wrote it down just so I didn't forget. It was $26.99 for one bottle. And then I just went on right before I have I, I bought oh two, God. so I have a little bit left. And I went on, and it's now forty two ninety nine. And God knows where I'm getting it from and how old it is. I have some for you. <gasps> <laughs> this product was one of my favorites, and it's not around anymore. But this uh, was your—is this line you were referring to? So yeah, that was my first line, and I went into to mask because. I did it with John Frieda. He sold for four hundred and fifty million dollars, and I developed. What happened to this mass line? Well, 
So I went into Mass, and then Mackenzie came in. I don't. They came into all the magazines. And, oh, Mackenzie, like yeah, consultants. And yeah, if scary. you weren't doing over five million, they got rid of you. I was doing about that, and I just I developed this. I developed not this one. It's not here right now. I think I ran out. It's a gold jar. Yes, and I developed it, and I went on HSM with it, and it sold out. And I called it twenty four K, and it was a texturizing paste. And it sold out, and I thought, you know what? I need to base a whole line around this. I'm really luxury. Yeah. You know? I mean, yeah. not to be, but I've always been the most expensive. Like, mm-hmm. that's who I am. Mm-hmm. I'm not a mass person, even though I like it. It's mm-hmm. just not really, like, I Can like— I be authentic to who you are. It's not really we consistent with your brand. It, no, it's it's just not. And yeah. I, you know, I did that because it's what I knew, but it wasn't. There was a disconnect, and everyone felt that between me and the brand. So I will be bringing that back. I have a new line coming out. I don't care. You can make it. it could cost fifty dollars. You okay. can put gold particles in it if you All want. Right. It's fine. But if it does that to my hair when All I right. air dry, I want it. All right, I'll make sure you get that. Um, okay, I have a question about like you know talking about like you being luxury and all that. I remember when. Your salon came out. There was a big article in New York Mag called Big Hair. You were like one of the big, you know, you really were like kind of the the main person in it. And, you know, at that time, there were the big stylists. It still is like this. It's you. There are, you know, a lot of other stylists, but they're all men. And I know that. Yeah, there was like John Sahag and. Um, John Sahag. Garin, you know, and Oscar Blondie. And it was all dudes. Garen, you know, Orlando, Fakai. um, and you're in this kind of pantheon, and I remember if it's come up a few times among beauty editors, like there's only one, you know, big female hairstylist, and you know when I spoke with you about it at one point, you were just kind of like, yeah, you know, like, but it wasn't like you've never identified as like, I would think other people in your shoes. Mm-hmm would really be, like, beating their drum about that. I think it's really interesting that you're not. You've never leaned into that. Can you kind of speak to that? Um, yeah. I mean, it's been a fascinating thing because people always ask me, why do you think you're the real female? I mean, now there's other people yes. like Jen Atkins. Um, but, but Jen's have, also, like, a different type of Yeah, hairstyle. she's a very different. I mean, yeah. she got, or, you know, the, yeah. because if you work with the Kardashians, you're going to be famous. It's that simple. Yeah. But but you set people, you know, the like yeah, editorial a, That's crew. a different— And you have a salon. You're the first person to—sorry, yeah. I didn't mean to interrupt you, but like, you were the first in that article. The reason why I brought up that article is like you were the first person to be like, F you, I'm charging $800 for a haircut. Yeah. Bye. You yeah. know, like— I really come from a different background, though, because of my father and the confidence in my family. I just never felt like I, there's nothing I can't do if I want to do it. And I don't mean that in a— egotistical way it's like oh if i want to take a picture um i can do that you know i don't feel insecure what do you mean if you want to take a picture? like when oh, i was a like photographer a like oh i'm gonna be a photographer now i did a clothing line as well i'm just more like you have no insecurities <sighs> yeah i mean i don't have insecurities about being creative okay um you know what i mean like i'm do you think that comes from your dad yeah, and I think because my family just never told me I – they never told me I could do it, and they never told me I couldn't. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I was just kind of left to my own soul, my own – I listen to myself, and I don't follow people. I'm not a follower. Mm-hmm. I feel like i am been a bit of a leader in this industry as far as what I'm doing, you know, like opening salons in areas that no one would ever do. 
Mm-hmm. You know, as the first in the meatpacking, the first on Melrose Place, I've changed, I've changed those real estate areas. You sure. Know? Yeah. Um, no one was in the meatpacking, and now you know I'm, I'm in the only salon in Hudson Yards. And um, what was the point? The point is, I just do. I'm very. I move very quickly in my head, yeah. and I just kind of go with my own. I don't follow people and what they're doing. I do get insecure about like. When you first open a business, like, okay, now we got to make sure it goes. And I don't even know if that's insecurity. It's more like, uh, it's not fear. It's just, you know, you're, you're, it's a stagnant moment. When you launch and go into Sephora, you know, there's those, that moment. Like, it's easy to get in. It's easy to open a salon. But I don't know if you've looked around. A lot of people have closed their salons. We wanted to actually ask you about that. Yeah. This, the salon game has changed so much since you opened your first salon. Oh, my God. What, with the way chairs are rented out, with how much product they're selling or not selling. Yeah. How how have you seen it change in the last, like, even just five years, I would say? Um, well, what's, most of the people that have opened salons, a lot of them in L.A. worked for me. Um, I feel like, and, and New York, Actually, mm-hmm. everyone who works at Surge was trained by me, most of them. I mean, they call it Sally Hershberger at Surge, Normal, John Frieda. Mm-hmm. Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, mm-hmm. Burry Robinson wiped out my salon with all of my people that I trained. What was that like? Uh, it wasn't great because the person that did that was married to Sharon Duran before Marie. Wait, the person? Abel, her, her boyfriend. Was married. Her husband, oh. whatever. He was with my partner, and he got mad at Sharon, so he took it out on me. That was a very direct hit. And it was a $2.5 million hit, so I wasn't happy. But unfortunately, if you just sit back, there's a thing called karma. (laughs) So now all his people have just left to go to Hudson Yards without doing anything. And that's where your new salon is, Hudson Yards. I mean, I don't go after people. I let people come to me Mm because I don't believe in— how this industry has become like really cutthroat. Like mm-hmm. I've called these salon owners. I said, can you please stop calling the people that I've trained yeah. that I've groomed from nothing up? Mm-hmm. Like why don't you train your own people? Like, you know, mm-hmm. help me out here because you're ruining it. Cause what happened was they started giving them better um, deals mm-hmm. and the, the reality in this business you cannot make money owning a salon anymore. I mean, you really can't. I mean, John Frieda owns Surge for the most part. You know mm-hmm, what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, you need a, some type of a backer for the most part because with the deals that people have, by the time you rent, the towels, the employees, and, you know, it's yeah. it's a bigger – it's it's a tough industry. And unfortunately, hairdressers have ruined it for other hairdressers. You know, when I started charging $600, it was on the cover of the post. Yeah. And they were interviewing hairdressers saying that's terrible. I'm like, why is that terrible? It's, it's good, good for all of for us. You. It's yeah. good for all of us. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. That's what I feel a haircut is worth for me. You don't have to charge that. But like. So why do you why did you want to do it? Why do you keep doing it? I mean, I know you're in a different position than the average hairstylist. Yeah. But. Why do you? You know, to be do. honest, it's um, I've been approached by okay huge real estate companies well, to do thank it. Thank you for your so honesty. I, I create a much different deal now. Okay. I don't use my own money. Okay, right. got it. I well, mean, that's a little a personal, getting... but if you want me, then you can. 
give me a salon. You know right, what I'm saying? Right. No, I understand that. Because it takes two, uh, the way I build a salon, it's $2 million mm-hmm. of my own money. I had to walk out of 14th Street when they got rid of every person there. I was the last to leave. I had to walk away from my investment. Mm-hmm. Do you think this is partially because now that we have social media, I, I talked to another stylist about this and they say you don't go to the salon anymore. You're not going for the salon. You go to your person and you're going to follow them if they move around. That's does, a great point. Does that make it a harder business to be in because there's less of that loyalty to, you know, the Sally Hershberger salon? Yeah, I, go, I, I mean, to, definitely. Know. I mean, they say statistically you you lose like 35% when you move. I'm not so sure about the that. The hairdresser will lose 35% yeah. of their clientele. Yeah, because a lot mm-hmm. of them like your salon. Right, right. You know what I mean? They mm-hmm. don't want to go to the other salon. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Because right. they're comfortable and they go to the colorist in the salon. It's a tricky thing. Um, but the loyalty is slim pickings. And I mean, it's gotten less so over the years. Oh I guess. Yeah. yeah. How I you know how how has social media like changed the game for you in the past five years? Or just bro- speaking more broadly, do you look at it changing the salon industry? Oh God, it's completely changed the salon industry. I mean, someone said a great thing. If so, if <laughs> Instagram crashed, where would half the people go? Because they don't do editorial, they don't do celebrities. Mm-hmm. A lot of people like. You're over. Like this that's where you're making your money. Right here, mm-hmm. If it blew up in the sky, mm-hmm. there's no kind of archive in the way that, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. if it went away where you build your brand, which is great, it's an amazing thing. It's a lot more work for people like me. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like to, well, mm-hmm. you're also making products, so you're going to be fine even if Instagram and the salon go away. You're selling the, you're, yeah. you have a you're lying 24k now. Let's talk about that a little bit, shall we? Yeah. I see. So, I, I know you brought it here, and I'm familiar with some of these products. Why is there a pill bottle on the table, Sally? Oh, God. Well, everyone, you know, Ooh. complains about losing their hair. So these are vitamins to promote hair growth. And I've been working on this for a long time. I don't know if you read that article on W like a couple years ago with different doctors. I've been working on multiple um, products, and to get it right is very daunting because you have FDA. But... I know f- most of the women I do are 40 and up, mm-hmm. unless some mother's paying for their daughter to get their <laughs> hair cut or, you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. And you're seeing as hormones change, you know, women losing their hair is a very unsexy topic. Like, but I can't tell you how many are losing their hair. We're in this room very lucky. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? But yeah. mm-hmm. I touch so many people's hair and, you know, it's, it's, it's an uncomfortable subject for a lot of them. So I've been working on multiple things. So that is one of the things. It's a lot like Nutrafol. And um, well, and you worked with doctors because we've been wanting to have a doctor on who can talk about hair loss. So afterwards, oh you're going to have God. to tell us who yeah. we should talk to. So we have supplements. What else is going on there? Okay. Well, let's start with the Well, mood. we don't have to go through the whole thing since people shampoo can't see Shampoo and conditioner. It. Okay. This <laughs> shampoo and conditioner for me. Is my favorite of all shampoo conditioners. Why? Because it cleans from the inside out and it gives your hair body, which I like. I like products that keep your hair clean. I can't stand seeing product in hair. I just want it to do what it needs to do. So for me, I love the shampoo and conditioner. Also makes your hair look brighter even after one shampoo. That's a fact. I like that. Jess it, told me you also are like a mousse girl, which I was, I was so, yeah. Yeah, when you put mousse in my hair the other day and I was so surprised because I really, I haven't used mousse 
since the last time someone told me I should use mousse. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't know why I can get this through my head, but, like, mousse just seems like, I don't know. It like white like, rain. I, Remember <laughs> like white rain? 80s, like crunchy? I don't know. I think the last time I used mousse was, like, it had, like, dust on it because it was underneath my mom's, like, oh, that's cabinet. So funny. You know? Okay, so when you just shampoo and condition your hair afterwards yeah it's it's like fly away and limp right yeah like i can't stand little hairs flying in my face it gives your hair this is super lightweight mousse okay. by the way but i've used it my is this whole, it right here yeah oh this is what i need Extreme, yeah supreme body supreme body baby and <laughs> you just run it through your your hair when it's wet and you get instant body and guts i like hair that has a holding guts. power guts, guts. And, like, it's not, like, flimsy. You know, like, no matter which way I fling the hair, curly, straight, flip it. But it, like, holds that style a bit without feeling it in the hair. And what do you say to people who are like, or you just could not wash your hair for four days and not use product and you'd have the guts? Ew, are you not, are you not oh, on this train? because no, by then it's greasy ugh, and nasty. Ugh. Okay, I you're mean, not on I that train. I don't believe in washing your hair every day unless you really need to. But um, this just really also... It allows you to last your hair lasts longer in whatever style you you have it in. Yeah, and can can I can I use it on dry hair? You can't really use it on dry hair. I would use it on wet, wet. like after you shampoo, condition. What I would really use, I'm going to jump here. Mm-hmm. I was I was the first to um, do a keratin at home. Just okay. FYI, okay, and I'll tell you why. Also, the first beach spray way before Bumble, yeah. I did with John. Did it work on Bumble though? Or we made that up in our heads. Oh, yeah. yeah okay. I, worked, I thought I read that. I did it with um, John like- Frieda, and it was way ahead of its time. The beach sprays. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And they just brought it back. Um, but this is a keratin spray, and I am a firm believer, and after you shampoo and conditioner, and you just do a spray of this, it's like taking your vitamins. This is like putting vitamins in your hair. And it's so easy. You just missed it. And people are obsessed with this. You and and what about gonna, the I'm use women that. with thinning hair? Does that help at all, or that's more the well, supplements? Well, it builds your keratin back. We all use lose our keratin as yeah. you age, yeah. so you you need to put it back in in there. And there's also amazing other little ingredients we, there. But it's like it's a no brainer. You know, you take vitamins. It's not going to affect the style or anything at it's all. Just more if for anything, like, it's going to make the style better because it adds like the the whole nutrition to your hair. Nice, Sally. Quick cue. Yeah, I, I wake up. I go to sleep with like damp hair because I take a shower at night and I go to bed. Mm-hmm. So my hair is dry a lot. Are any of these things good that I can use on dry hair? Or do I yeah. need to, do I need so to like You can use wet? that on dry hair. Okay. I can use keratin on dry. Yeah. But you're wet. And the dry oil. Okay. I was very hesitant in doing a dry oil because, you know, I mean, I hate silicone. I hate like those greasy products. Okay. Hate. Yeah. But I'm like, I have to stay with, you know, I have to be competitive now. <laughs> so this is like my number one. People die over this dry oil because you blow out your hair with it or just leave it wavy. And this is amazing okay. for you, especially from here down. Yeah. Oh, I know. You my guys, little, like, if you have ends. dry hair, you need this and your hair. I mean, it's by far the best one. It's not greasy. Okay. And um, then the root lift. Everybody <laughs> likes a little root lift and this is so lightweight you this is actually my number one <laughs> there's like eight number ones right now i mean you know what you i tell gotta tell you has been on hsn <laughs> I know, I know. but i gotta tell you i style hair yeah and so i really understand product yes i know you know what i mean yeah. i'm not like this isn't fake and then my pomades i have a texturizing <laughs> paste and a balm which i 
always use the so bomb. So we'll put links to all these on the website. Before yeah. we let yeah. you go, yeah. though, you know other beauty stuff. You're like you are in the mix. What yeah. else is in your beauty bag, non hair related? Um, because you were hanging what, out with Joan Jett, you must have some hard partying days, and you're still looking pretty good, you know? Well, you know what's really weird? What? I don't, you can see me. I don't really wear makeup unless I'm going to get photographed. Uh-huh. And then I wear like a little, I take a little, and I haven't found the perfect one. Um, I need, if anyone can recommend, I like a little charcoal under my eyes, but it has to be soft, but not too soft where it like smudges everywhere. I just tried the YSL one. You know, I'm at Barney's all the time. The cold, the like pointy triangle yeah, one? Yeah, I like a little cold, like a smudgy mm-hmm. and just like a little mm. mascara. I use Maybelline. I mean, the last I heard, that's a really good one. <laughs> well, it is a fat <laughs> mascara podcast. I could, I I think we that, can like, sort you out. Yeah. But yeah. Maybelline's, no, Maybelline's good. good. Maybelline's really good. Yeah. I, I don't like makeup. I think women look really cool without it. Like a little bit, but I don't like too much on – I don't like plastic. I don't like – I like a natural beauty. And I you think women, good. you know, don't need that much makeup. Why do we need makeup and men don't? Like – Sing it. I mean, I think that's a weird concept. Like, Like, why do we have to wear makeup? Well, men wear it now, too. I know. (laughs) You must love that. I don't really like that. You don't? Uh Uh-uh. I mean, I like it if they wear it, like, more rock and roll. But what I about like, like a Dave Navarro kind of like or like a ju- eye? Yeah. Have you done Justin I mean, Bieber? He wears a little makeup every now and then, right? I don't think so. Oh, okay. Maybe no, not. He, he doesn't. He doesn't really wear, look no. like he does. No, I don't think that's like very um, Justin Bieber. I think he's very. I think he's more like. I mean, his, his skin. He doesn't doesn't look like he's wearing makeup right now. He looks more like really raw. <laughs> He's raw. Raw. <laughs> Leave it at that. And I'm a huge fan. Um, Do you want to know something really funny? Mm. I, too, have a Joan Jett story. Oh, really? She, I didn't go out with her. Oh. But um, when I was— Do you want to? No. Wait, she's <laughs> married. Can you hook it up? Can you hook a sister? I could. Hall pass from Jeff. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, when I was in college, my brother did, like, the makeup for, like, an indie film— and it was Joan Jett was Joan Jett was in the movie, and I assisted him. Ah. And I, like, I was so fright- I touched her. <laughs> I was so frightened because he like went to like go do something, and they were like, "We need makeup on Joan." And I did her makeup for something. No I way. Was terrified. You've no never way. told me this yes, story. Yes, it's true. It's true. I asked Harry, and I remember just being like, "I didn't know what I was doing. I don't have a makeup license." And I'm like. This looks about right. And she was so cool. I was so terrified. That's what she said. Yeah, yeah, man. No, she was fine, she fine. was totally normal, but I was like my heart was like the bugs bunny, like the the heart yeah, yeah. beating out and I was just like I petrified. She was so nice. But she's like like Joan's like the nicest. I mean, what so petite. So yeah, she's so petite. she's very small. Can you can yeah. you get her on the podcast for her? Come back, we'll do like a, a four way oh, interview. She would do it. We'd party. That'd be fun. Rock and roll episode. Oh my god. Yeah. I wonder if she'd remember that I was like trembling. Like <laughs> she probably would. <laughs> so smoke, but um, <laughs> we'll make it fun. We'll make it a party. This has been the coolest interview ever. Oh my god. You're everything that we thought you were gonna be. Awesome. Thank that you. That was so fun, Sally, you guys. You guys are best. a ball. Time to raise a wand. Freaking can I first raise it to Sally Hershberger because that was amazing and we need to have her back on the podcast. She has got so many great stories. When the mics were off, she told us some awesome stories and 
I felt like she wanted to when talk the about them on, on mic too. She, yeah, we got to have her like, back. It doesn't matter. Mic's on, off, on, off. Like she'll just keep talking. Let's party, Sally. I love her. Yeah. All right. Raise a wand to her. And I'm going to raise a wand. It's actually not a beauty thing, but I'm really excited about it. So there's this company called The Citizenry. Um, and they What's make that. Well, they make home accessories. Uh, but I got pillows from them. I, they make me so happy because, A, they're gorgeous and wool and they have like a cool southwestern design and they're soft and I love everything about them. But I met the founders and they're made by a co-op of Oaxacan women in Mexico. And they were telling me all about the life story of these women that they have now been able to get out of damaging relationships. They're oh, able wow. to they're able to grow their family's income. And they're even growing this co-op of women that are making these pillows. They get stuff from all over the world. They do community-driven projects in, I think, like India and Peru. Also, my pillow happens to be from Mexico. And I, the pillow I ended up getting is like a one-off that they're not selling anymore because she was like, it was too complicated. Like even the weaver lady like was telling her they went down. <laughs> she was like, oh, honey, no, we can't make like tons and tons of these. This is like your one-off That's sample. Funny. So, But I love that too where they're working like with the women yeah. and understanding their needs. And it just seems like the kind of company where you're like, this is cool. They're not just like, here, make this. And we get to throw like, oh, we gave 10% to charity yeah. or whatever. Like it's truly making jobs for women. And I love that. But go on their website because it's like these nice Southwestern kind of Scandinavian, like neutral color vibes. That's so you. If you're in the market for a new throw pillow. I think they do rugs and stuff too. That's really cool. And I um, like what you're saying that it's not just like, oh, we're chucking some, you know, a small percentage. Yeah. They're Mine's the with Tobala pillow. Uh-huh. Um but I had like a special color of it. I don't think they do anymore. But I was looking at the one on the website. Isn't oh, that, that's nice. Isn't that pretty? Okay, we'll put that, a link on the. That would go with many different aesthetics. That that's would go right. with like Americana. It would go with like, yes, Scandi, um, mm-hmm. arts and crafts. A little shabby chic. Yes, you I mean, name it. Um, I like that. Yeah. Okay. So home, home accessories. Ski chalet. Ski yes. chalet, yes. yes. What's yours? So um, mine is a bit more um, just like like normal, like every day. I am going with a cleanser. Okay. Okay. I've I've gotten really fussy about cleansers because I want my cleanser to be gentle. I hate foaming cleansers. Like I really just don't like them for on me. Um, I really like a creamy cleanser, but this one actually it's not super creamy, but it really did it for me. Olay Sensitive Calming Liquid Fragrance Free Cleanser. I saw their new sensitive skin line. I was like, genius, Olay. It's awesome. Where has this been for five years? It's very, I don't have sensitive skin, but here's the thing. It leaves my skin very soft. It does get rid of most of my makeup, not all. It doesn't claim to be like the ultimate makeup breakup, you know, kind of thing. But it reminds me of my favorite cleanser of all time that I've never found anything like it since. It was from like the early 90s. It was this like Al May like cleanser. It was just like a like a kind of I creamy bet you lotion. Though, it had a fragrance and this one doesn't, which in my no, book. No, it didn't have a fragrance. The Al May one. Oh, yeah. Hyperallergenic. Has, yeah, whatever. they don't have any fragrance in it. Um, but this is your this new. Is, this is almost as good. <laughs> If not equally as good as the Alme one. so It doesn't I, sting your eyes? No, like you can shove it up your nose. I mean, I don't <laughs> I don't recommend you do that. Everyone's like snorting no, Olay out there. Olay, Olay, please, guys, nobody shove it up their nose. But it's so gentle, not jarring in the morning. And it's, um, I, it's I'm looking at Ulta's website right now. It's it's $10.99. Love it. Love yeah, it. It's it's great. It fits the bill. Come on. Come on. Genius. 
Thanks for listening. Fat Mascara is produced by our friends at Atwell Media. You can check out our website, fatmascara.com, for episode recaps, product recommendations, and discount codes. And if you want to reach us directly, email us at info at fatmascara.com, or you can follow us on social at fatmascara, shoot us a DM, and we'd love if you went over to iTunes and threw us a rating. How many stars? Five. Five, please. 